Good morning. Welcome to Mornings with Ken. I'm so glad you stopped by. I'm looking forward to sharing the day with you. Hopefully get you started. How'd you like that snow yesterday? Yeah, that was something else. That was something else. Just the fact that we had ice and we had snow. Oh, what a day yesterday. I hope it's going to be a better day today as far as the weather. But hey, I'm glad you stopped by. I had something on my mind I'd like to talk to you about. First, let me give a get a sip of uh, my coffee here. Ah, another good cup of coffee. Hey, did I tell you that I love my wife? Have I told you that I love my wife? Or better yet, have I told her? <laughs> Guess I have, but... Oh. Um, yeah, you know... Dixie and I have been married... We just talked about this the other night. And I was surprised because she forgot how long we we were married. And uh, I got it right and she got it wrong. So yay me. (laughs) It'll be 32 years um, this coming October. And uh, I often think, what, what was that young girl doing getting hooked up with me? Oh, man. We met when we were teenagers. We were in youth group. And she kind of came from a different world, and I came from a different world different planet (laughs) but um yeah I was just thinking about that it's like how crazy that that girl would have looked at this at that time long-haired scraggly looking dude and uh and uh you know go out on a date with them and uh 31 years later we're married uh still married so yeah i i just just was thinking how blessed i am to have a good wife a good wife who has been by my side for these 31 years um if if i had to be married to me i I would have left me a long time ago. <laughs> oh, man. Because I am not... I'm not your typical husband. <laughs> if there is a typical husband, right? But um, I'm the most unromantic guy there is. Like, you know, like the holidays were always hard for me. Like Valentine's Day... 
and that and that fake holiday sweetest day that's not even a real holiday. Um, I'm terrible because, and I remember telling her this when we got married. I was kind of joking around, but I was kind of serious too. <laughs> Imagine this. So I tell Dixie, I'm not sure if we were just engaged or if we were already married. But I told her that I don't celebrate Valentine's Day and that we would have to agree not to celebrate Valentine's Day. And folks, she still married me or stayed married to me, one one or the other. But, um, I mean, I don't even know why I said that. I think because I didn't want to buy a gift (laughs) because, oh, we were probably, you know, we were young and probably didn't have a whole lot of money. I know we didn't have a whole lot of money, but, yeah, you know, telling your, your, your wife early on that you're not going to celebrate Valentine's Day. Um, and I think I told her sweetest day was a made-up holiday. Um, it's only in a few states. And, uh, but yet the, the, the beautiful woman has stayed with me all these years. And, uh, boy, I don't deserve it. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't deserve her being with me for all these years for the ups and downs that uh, we've gone through. Uh, the downs I'll take credit for. The ups I'll, I'll give her credit for the ups, but I'll, I get credit for the downs. But no, you're in it together, so you go through it together. But, you know, Dixie is a trooper for staying with me for 31 years. Boy, she deserves a medal. Um, you know, maybe I'm too hard on myself, but I feel like I, I always could be a better a better husband. Uh, to, and, I, and I could. I mean, we, we're all growing and uh, we're all learning as we go along. And, uh, but I just want to say that, you know, I am so blessed to have Dixie as my wife for 31 years. I don't know what I would have done being a single guy. Because Dixie has kept me in line. For so many years. She really has. And. uh, She has been my best friend. Throughout all these years. And. uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. She's been. She's been. Awesome. And I love her dearly. And I feel, I feel like I don't deserve um, Dixie after 31 years of living with me, living with this crazy guy. 
literally crazy guy. You don't even know. But um, I don't deserve having Dixie by my side for 31 years. Um, I, I feel, hey, she could have done better. But, uh, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the grace of God. Um, now, nah, I'm not comparing Dixie to God. <laughs> Believe me, she's no saint. No, just kidding. But, you know, we don't deserve a lot of things. Um, we don't deserve a lot of things. You know, thinking about the creation of the world and there being the creator, the God who made who made it all. The God who made this universe, who put the stars into place, who created the planets and solar systems and this earth and everything that's in it. Creating man who then rebelled and shook his fist at God and, and, you know, broke his laws and and, uh, fell away from the creator, the one that made it all. A God who just wanted to love mankind and and then mankind uh, sinned and, and, and fell away. But uh, God didn't leave us there. He uh, built a bridge so we could we could have fellowship with God again. And that bridge was uh, Jesus Christ, who uh, you know died on the cross for our sins and uh, redeemed us, redeemed us back to be His sons and daughters. We didn't deserve it. We don't deserve this grace, but He did it anyway. See, God being perfectly holy and just cannot accept sin. So in the Old Testament, God provided a way for sacrifice to kind of cover sin so the so the people in ancient times could uh be covered by the sins by going to the priests and sacrificing of animals but that was just the beginning of his plan his ultimate plan was to send, to send Jesus Christ his son to earth to be the final sacrifice the ultimate sacrifice to wash away our sin put us in as far as the east is from the west to the depths of the sea 
And he has redeemed us by his grace. And uh, that's what I'm ultimately thank thankful for. For the grace of God. Hey, I know that was a little heavy this morning, so. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's indeed what I'm truly thankful for this morning. So, hey, let's take a short break. And when we come back, we'll talk about how the cat just crawled up on my lamp and wants some attention and is purring and staring at me. All right, be right back. Give me some of that, Carmen sang. Hey, I don't know if you guys heard the news, but uh, some sad news. Um, the Christian singer Carmen um, passed away yesterday. Uh, I'm sorry to bring the, uh, if you haven't heard, I'm sorry to be the one to tell you, but uh, Carmen passed away. He fought a long uh, battle with cancer, and I just thought I'd give him a, a little shout out today. Um, he... He was, to me, he was like that, uh, <laughs> how do you describe Carmen? More of an entertainer, like, uh, to me, he reminds me of like a Las, Las, uh, Las Vegas uh, nightclub performer, but he made a lot of records, uh, sold, sold a lot of records in the Christian community, and was uh, very popular. Um, more sort of his story songs and, uh, yeah, it's sad to hear that, uh, Carmen passed away, um, fighting a long battle with, uh, cancer. Um, what a shame. Day you're going to see 
Today's weather, a high of 25 and a low of 19 degrees. Hey, what group are you in? What group are you in? Hey, remember in high school? Um, if you're in high school, like back in the 80s, I don't know what it was, you know, of course, like to be uh, in school at different times, but I, I only, you only know your story. So back in the 80s when I was in high school, you had different groups, different groups, kind of like a caste system. <laughs> but, um, you know, you had what we called the jocks. You know, they were into sports, and either they played sports at high school or they were just into sports. And you had the nerds. They were kind of, you know, I don't know. How do you describe nerds? Um, smart but kind of awkward and goofy and whatever. And then you had, uh, oh, man, you had the preps. They were kind of, you know, the way they dressed, they were kind of preppy. They they had the, the latest fashion of clothes. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm having flashbacks of different memories. Um so then you had the burnouts, um, the burnouts crowd, with the uh, you know smoking a little uh, left-handed cigarettes, and uh, boy, what else did you had? Well, you, you had some valley girls. We you, you had girls who were trying to think that they were valley girls, um, <laughs> but you know. We've always put ourselves in different groups, different classes, this is different groups of people. And uh, I was thinking about today's society, um, how we're still in groups. We're, we're, we're still in groups. And um, I'm not saying I have a complete understanding of these groups, but it seems the more we put ourselves in different groups, the more divided we come. And like I say, I don't, 
this is something I'm working through as far as, you know, you look at the political scene and uh, everybody, everybody's in a different group. You know, you have uh, white and black, Republican, Democrat, Asian, Hispanic, yeah, uh, you just have all these different groups, you know, hey, I, I belong to, you know, I'm Puerto Rican, I, I belong to the Puerto Rican crowd, or I'm Irish, and, and uh, or I'm, I'm white European, I'm black African, you know, I'm Polish, or I'm Russian, or German, like, we divide ourselves into these different groups, And I'm not saying that we should lose our, our our heritage or anything like that. But it's like we pit ourselves against each other. You know, we 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 look at each other, and then we decide, we make judgments about each other based on our, our race or um, our social class, and I don't think that's healthy. I really don't, because all it does is further divide us. You know, we, we, we look at our community next to us and uh, we say boy look at you know look at those people living in 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 that situation um, you know really bad neighborhood run down houses and you know it doesn't look very appealing and or then those people look at a, another community and and then they say Look at those wealthy um, people. You know, they don't care about us. They're just taking advantage of us. And so we become more divided. We really do. And, and it doesn't help when politicians encourage that division. You know, they, they want to... They want to remind you to compare yourself to that community over there or compare yourself to your neighbor. And it's like, it's like an adult version of high school. Hey, the, those preppy kids over there, they came from a good family and look at the the stylish clothes that they wear. They got the latest shoes. They got the latest fashion. You don't have that. You should have that too. You deserve it. You deserve it. I think we all should have the same. You know, and uh, shame on you politicians. Shame on you politicians for putting us in groups and labeling us 
hey, he is a middle-aged um, white male from the suburbs. So this is what we know about white males from the suburbs. Um, you know, he's probably married, got two kids, and uh, and was born into wealth or, uh, you know, and, or, you know, or the opposite. The politicians say, hey, look at this... Uh, minority person, um, probably coming from a single home, um, probably has four kids and, uh, you know, they make judgments and, and whether it's true or not, you know, because you're this color of skin or you're in this neighborhood, these facts should be true about you. And, and, uh, you know, that's, that's wrong. It's, 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 We we become did we become divided. Well, we're divided naturally just because of sin and corruption in, in in the world. We've already we've divided ourselves because of sin. But the politicians encourage it and feed feed into it and they and they feed us the hate and distrust because they want to tell you hey this group over here is successful in this area or you don't have that why don't you have that we all should be the same and uh i it's sad. It's really sad. It really is how how we get so divided over the dumbest of things. You know, um and and to a lot of it a lot of it's our fault as uh individual people in our community. Cuz when was the last time we reached out to somebody in a different neighborhood, a different group, if you would, a group outside of our group and got to know those people. And, and uh, you know, be, when was the last time we were intentional about creating friendships outside of our groups, despite of how we got put into that group? When was the last time we met somebody from the other group? You know, getting back to high school, I can remember um, being, you know, I was kind of like, I guess you'd have to put me in a burnout crowd just because I don't really fit any of the categories from the 80s. You know, I wasn't I wasn't a jock. I wasn't a preppy kid. I wasn't, uh, you know, whatever. I was kind of like, I guess you would associate me with the burnout crowd because I had the long hair and jeans and a t-shirt and I kind of hung around that group. But um, you know, I I remember there's a certain kid I have in my mind that I'm thinking about who was more of a preppy kid, and 
I kind of didn't, this is bad, I kind of didn't like him because I felt like, well, I was jealous, jealous and envy of this guy because, you know, all all the cute girls liked him. You know, it seemed like he probably could have had any girl he wanted in high school because he was a, a good-looking, tall, young kid and blonde hair and came from a good family and uh, his dad owned a business and and I remember I, I think I, I shared well there's a locker he was to the left of me at one point in high school and I remember because you know he had come from in junior high he was in the good I would say white school, if if you want to be racial about it. But he was from the good side of town where they went to the good white school. And I came from the, in middle school, uh, of a mixed school. And uh, I always thought that, here's an assumption I made about him. I always thought that he felt like he was too good. He was better than everybody else just because of where he came from. And then... I remember, you know, getting to know him a little bit, um, just from running into him. We, like I say, he was his locker was next to mine, and just being in some of the same classes, and I got to know him, and you know, we we became very friendly to him. He wasn't like my best friend, but we became be very friendly, and I learned a little bit about where he came from and what his dad did, and you know, and and it was good to get outside of my own box. And not prejudge somebody based on their skin color, the side of town that they lived on, the school that they came from. And uh, but as adults, it seems like we're still we're still stuck in that situation. And uh, you know, e- even in even in the church, the. Uh, black and white church or Hispanic and Asian church or whatever you want to say. It's just uh, we don't we don't get out of our comfort zones uh, too often. But yet we judge people from afar. And uh, we put people in categories. And uh, it's kind of arrogant if you think about it. It's kind of arrogant to uh, put people in categories. You know, instead of looking at someone, you know, as a man or woman, and just that, a man or a woman, and not a black man and a black woman or a Hispanic man and a Hispanic woman, but looking at them as, as a person, you know. And, of course, I'm not saying we should deny, you know, your heritage or who you are, you know. But what do we see first? I mean, what, you know, I, what do we see first? Where they came from, their color of their skin, or do we see a person a, a, a working guy, 
just like me or, you know. So anyway, hey, boy, I've been kind of heavy-handed today. Man, I, I better, man, you guys are going to probably tuned out already. But, uh, all right, hey, let's take another quick break and uh, we'll be right back. Are the elite class of people, up not people, but of the species of life on Earth. Cats, you heard me, felines, cats are the elite species on planet Earth. You know why I say that? Because my cat, while I've been doing the show, has crawled up on my lap made himself at home in the in in the middle of my lap you know and uh started to purr and then has fallen asleep on my lap here's the problem i have with that if daniel was in the room if my mom and dad and daniel and dixie were here sitting with me in the living room i mean in my studio you know, my fancy studio. Um, this cat would be in Daniel's lap. A hundred percent. If Daniel's home in in the same room, this cat would be on Daniel's lap. And so would the dog. But more so the cat always chooses Daniel to curl up on and purr and go to sleep. Never anybody else. If, if we're all here together, the cat will be in Daniel's lap. Now, it's sort of like a pecking order. Now, if Daniel's not here, well, the cat makes another choice. And the cat, you know, really, the cat will act like he's ticked off, you know. He'll get kind of snooty. If the fire's on, the cat will go lay next to the fireplace, keep warm, you know. But if the cat wants some attention, the cat's, you know, going to go to Dixie and uh, curl up on her lap. You know, if Dixie's not available and Daniel's not here, the cat has been going to my mom's lap. You know, and, and wanting to curl up on my mom's lap. Now, if my mom's not here, the cat really doesn't go to my father. Um, the dog does, but not, not really the cat. 
But now that I'm all alone in this in this room doing my podcast, the cat was kind of walking around on the floor. The cat actually went over to the fireplace, stood there like he was ticked off that there's no fire, and walked around and then started purring and then looked up at me. And I kid you not, the cat looked away left and right, sat there for a minute, and then jumped up on my lap and now is asleep. But here's the problem with that. He only chose me because there was no one else. (laughs) Cats are the rulers of this world. They decide who is going to be blessed with with their presence at this time. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I mean... Cats don't make you feel very good, do they? They're like, they're putting us in classes just like our politicians do. Right? I mean, the cat chose me because there was no one else left. However, if there's a better lap to lay in, oh, the cat would choose the better person. So, look at that. Even cats put people in caste systems and boxes and categories. I I am the lowest on that category, <laughs> according to the cat. But that's kind of what we do to one another, too, even like in the workplace or in high school or, or in life in general. We look at people and say, hey, who can I... Who can I allow to have my attention or whose attention am I seeking out? And I'll kind of go over there with the cool crowd or what, you know, whatever. It's like even as adults, we don't grow up. And uh, in society, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of a more so in, in larger society. Um, thinking of a song, I want to be where it's at. But um, anyway, aren't, aren't, aren't we guilty just the same? Put people in category, find out what category we want to be associated with, who deserves our attention, or, or whose attention do we want. And uh, it just shows you the heart of man, the heart of man and how, um, the, you know, there's a scripture that says the, the heart of man is uh, wicked, and who can know it? Heart of man is deceitful and wicked, and who can know it? Um, because truly, we don't love on each other properly, do we? But uh, hey, I got a little love from the cat this morning, so uh, I guess I should feel privileged. Um. <laughs> Until he gets tired of uh, me and, 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 and moves on. So, anyway, hey, I didn't mean for this show to be so heavy. 
Um, I, I, sometimes I don't know where the show is going to go. I don't always plan out um, my topics, as you can probably tell. But, um, hey, I just encourage you today. Thank you for stopping by. Thank, thank you for being who you are. And uh, remember, you're unique. You are the only you. God created you. You are unique. He loves you, wants to have fellowship with you. You are special to God. And, uh, hey, I pray you have a wonderful, blessed day. Let's uh, do this thing again tomorrow. And uh, maybe tomorrow I'll have some uh, uplifting uh, uh, topics to talk about. So, and, uh, all right, hey, love you guys. Bye-bye.